Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello, my friends. I'm chuckling a little bit because have you ever heard that saying? It's something like, um, "What you, it's like you get what you focus on or, or what you focus on grows stronger. <laughs> well, I was just creating some notes for this podcast and focusing on this topic that I'm going to offer you today. And then, lo and behold, I got an experience of exactly what I'm going to share with you today. (laughs) Kind of funny. So I'm going to just introduce this and then I'll share my little story that just happened and go from there. Today, I want to offer you a quick quick podcast uh, about one of the things that you can start doing today, this week, it's it's really what I would call a mental action that will make a big difference in how you feel and really in the overall tone or what I oftentimes call culture in your marriage. Really help it help make it a, a more warm, loving, trusting, and safe uh, culture between you and your partner. So I want to set you up with a bit of education so you can really understand why what I'm suggesting is going to help and why doing nothing naturally doesn't work so well and oftentimes leads to kind of a culture of more and more tension and negativity and distrust and lack of feeling like love and support and all the good things between you. That kind of deepens over time. And this is because one of the biggest causes of discord and conflict, and again, that cycle of feeling less and less love and connection in a relationship is caused by what we call assuming negative intent. And, And the thing about this is it's really just an it's unconscious. Like none of us are choosing to sit here and assume negative negative intent about our partner. Right? It's unconscious in us until we start to really see and and witness it. Like until we b- become conscious that this happens for us and then we can start to see it. <laughs> and then we can do something about it. Right? So my story that just happened was my husband has been working from home. He came up to say he was leaving and uh, that the Lego Titanic just went back on sale. (laughs) Now this has a backstory to it. He has been so funny and kind of cute. He's been interested in buying Legos as a form of investment. And we've had discussions about this and I'm not on board with that as a form of investment. (laughs) And so when he came up and said it again, like, hey, guess what? Lego Titanic's on sale. My brain quickly assumed he doesn't respect me and what I want. This is the default setting of the brain that naturally assumes a negative intent. Now, I'm super savvy watcher of my brain. I'm really good at seeing and witnessing my thoughts, my interpretations, my assumptions. And so I caught myself instantly (laughs) and was able to re- interpret that and guide myself to see the positive intent 
behind it, which in the broadest terms is this is one of the ways he would like to take care of our family because he loves and respects and values us. Yeah. Which, of course, feels so much better and promotes respect and trust and love between us. But this is the thing, right? This assuming negative intent happens for most of us below the level of awareness, again, at least at first. And if it's going on for you, like it goes on for all of us, really, it's not your fault, right? Once again, it is just simply how our very human brains operate on their default setting. They're programmed this way. It's how they're supposed to be. (laughs) By default, we assume Right? Our brains make meaning, they're meaning-making machines, and they're and they're naturally they naturally assume in a negative direction a lot of the time. Now, obviously, it, this is gonna vary. Some people are gonna do this more than others, right? But there is very often this way that we interpret things that's it, it, possibly in some of the most negative ways possible, right? Even with the people who are closest to us, like our honey, right? Now, I can't tell you how many times I've caught my brain doing this on default. And I hear my clients' brains doing this all the time. (laughs) Meaning when they're talking with me, when we're coaching, I hear their negative assumptions and interpretations regularly. An example would be uh, one of my clients was talking about how her husband hadn't gotten his passport yet for an upcoming trip. And in her mind, this became, our trip is not important to him. Yeah. Or another example of a client, um, she shared that she asked her husband a question about whether it's weird for him now that the kids are no longer living at home, they've flown the nest. And his answer was, yeah, sometimes. And that was it. He didn't really go into more depth on his feelings about it. And in her mind, this became... He doesn't care about me. Yeah? So this is a very natural thing our brains do. And obviously, assuming these types of things leads to a boatload of unnecessary suffering for you and for, you know, for both people in the relationship. Because when we're thinking things like he doesn't care about me, we are going to act in certain ways that are definitely not usually very conducive to... uh, you know, creating closeness and support and all of the things. So why does our brain do this? Now, I don't want to spend too long here because I have talked about this in various episodes. I've I've gone into some depth in earlier episodes. Um, A couple that I want to point you to um, is particularly episode 13, What You Make It Mean Means Everything in Love. Such a good one really along these same lines and episode six I think it is like the two brains I'm not sure exactly what the title of that one is and episode 14 the best news about your feelings those are a beautiful triad to understand what I'm talking about here in more depth but I will ever so briefly share a little bit about why this happens right now So we have, as part of our primal brain, or what I oftentimes refer to as the lizard brain, innate 
biases, right? They're part of our survival mechanisms, right? Our primal brains are pre-programmed to see things negatively. It's called the negativity bias. And really what happens is this means like, this means that we have this sort of default setting to see what's wrong and missing, right? To see what's going wrong. I oftentimes will call this flaw sight because it's like we're seeing through lenses that are that are um, meant to show us all the flaws, all the things that are going wrong, right? It's not clear seeing. It's not like looking through clear lenses at reality. It's not seeing through the eyes of, of love, especially, right? It, what happens is we tend to see the worst of the spectrum of what's possible, right? Interpret things in the worst way possible, or at least <laughs> not great ways, right? And for HSPs, um, and, and even more so HSPs with a, a, like a big trauma history, um, and especially if we don't have a solid trust in our partner or people in general, right, or a strong sense of safety inside ourselves, we will, for our self-protection really, always by default see the worst and assume a negative intent. It's obviously a part of protection that does not allow us ever to like relax into and feel the love and trust and good stuff that is available to us in a relationship right now, right? So when we're seeing through, you know, when we're assuming negative tent, intent, it, it's kind of like this. Like here are some examples. When, when your husband's late, you will think he's wanting to avoid you, for example. When he snaps, you might assume he doesn't love you. When he's distracted or maybe he's working later more often uh, than normal, you know, you'll assume he doesn't value your marriage or some other thing, right? I mean, these are just examples. When he's stressed and he speaks gruffly to the kids, you know, you might assume he doesn't like being a dad, right? These are assuming negative intent, interpreting in a negative way seeing through flossy eyes. So I want you to be clear that our brains, when they assume and interpret in these negative ways, are not a reflection of the truth. Or they are not reflecting facts back to us, right? They're making things up from the worst, kind of like the worst part of us, the most fearful part of us, the most ancient primal part of us, right? They are not seen clearly. So in other words, to get kind of dramatic, (laughs) your brain, when it does this, is creating a nightmare that you're believing. One that is keeping you from feeling the love and trust and joy you want with your partner. If we want a conflict-proof, secure, trust, and love-filled marriage, we cannot let our default brain, our lizard brain, be so in charge like this. We have to learn how to stop believing whatever it on the negative default naturally assumes, right? We need to learn, in other words, to give the benefit of the doubt to our partner, to assume positive intent and interpret things in a way that actually serves us in our relationships. I I often call this, um, interpreting things in a pro-love way, 
right? It's not seen realistically to take everything negatively. Being afraid they don't care, your partner doesn't care, that doesn't serve you in your goal of having a great marriage with him. Yeah, so how can we counteract this natural tendency of our brains? We can choose to intentionally assume positive intent or interpret in a pro-love way. This is really especially important in a committed relationship. And I do want to have a caveat here. I'm not saying you should necessarily do this when you're dating, um, like before you know someone well enough, because I don't want you to overlook, uh, you know, real signs that this person is not a good person, is not a good person for you. But when you're in a committed relationship and you have a baseline of understanding that this person you married is a, is a decent, good person, <laughs> this is really important to learn how to assume positive intent and interpret in a pro-love way. You really can choose to what I call supervise your mind so you can see and interpret and and assume that what your partner's doing is coming from a well-intentioned place. It does take a gentle discipline with yourself, but it really will lead you to feeling so much safer and so much more at ease and really even so much more loved in your marriage. So, what does this look like? I want to give you some examples so you can have a good sense of what this looks like to assume positive intent. So in example one, imagine your partner's late, like I was saying earlier. The negative assumption would be, like I said earlier, he wants to avoid me. <laughs> now, a positive assumption could be he probably had to wrap up some extra things at work because he wants to do well at his job. Right? It's one of many possible positive assumptions or in assuming positive intent. Right? So in an example of him snapping at you, the negative assumption could be he doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> the positive intent that you could assume is, for example, he's struggling with all the stresses he's been dealing with lately and is just letting me know where he's at, even if it's not skillfully. Right? That's a much more positive intent. Maybe not the most positive, but a, 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 a better one, right? A more positive one than the original one. Another example, he's working more than normal. The negative assumption is he doesn't value our marriage. The positive assumption could be this is his way of taking care of us because he values us. Because he values our marriage. In another example, say he's on the computer or his smartphone a lot in the evenings over this, the course of this week. The negative assumption might be, he doesn't like spending time with me anymore. Now the positive assumption could easily be, he's probably assuming I'm enjoying my alone time in the evenings. Or it could be something like, he's taking time for himself like we all need, so he can be at, be at his best like this weekend. All right, so he can be at his best. Hmm? One more example is, like say he doesn't do a chore that you requested him to do. The negative assumption could be he's lazy and irresponsible, or it could be I'm not a priority to him. The positive assumption could be he means well, but can be forgetful, right? Or he's probably got a valid reason for not doing it. Yeah, see the differences there? Huge differences. So I highly suggest to you 
trying this on paper before doing it as things come up in your head, like what just happened to me before I got to recording this podcast, right? I'm, I did it. I've done such things so much on paper that it comes naturally to me now. But it starts really with like slowing yourself down and really kind of taking the time to write it down and examine it more thoroughly like this. So my suggestion is sit down with some paper and a pen and write down the last three things your partner did that you took negatively, that you assumed uh, negative intent about right? Just three. I mean, you could certainly list more than that if you want to and go for it. I highly suggest doing so if you want to. Write those down. And then once you've done that, notice how when you assumed that, interpreted that way, notice how you felt, how it made you feel to think that way. What feelings came up when you assumed that? Just being curious. Right? We talked about curiosity last time. This is a way to be curious and sensitively aware of your own self and what you're creating for yourself or your default brain is creating. Right. All right. Once you've done that, the next step is to write down what the positive intent is that you could assume. Like what could have been his good reason for doing or saying that, that same thing remembering that your partner is at heart a good man, a good person, right? What might be a valid reason for his action? Let yourself come up with some of these positive assumptions, looking for that positive intention behind his action. And and then once you've done that, notice how you feel when you see that that's possible that that's really possibly where his action was coming from. I'm not trying to say you need to think this way, but just notice, be curious about how differently you feel when you're assuming positive intent. Compare and contrast that to when you're assuming negative intent. The difference should be pretty clear. (laughs) All right, so... Once you've done that, it's going to be easier for you to really play with this as things come up in the moment, right? Catching yourself in those negative assumptions is easier now, will be easier now, right? And and as you catch yourself, as you go about your day, as you go about your week and your month, um, you'll also be able to consciously start assuming positive intent. And, you know, you can always take this further and start learning to interpret in even more pro-love ways. And it's, it's like really fun to do so and creates so much goodness in your relationship. But start with simply assuming positive intent as much as possible. So many marriages go wrong simply because people haven't learned how to supervise their minds in this way. I want to make sure that I highlight that this is really important when it comes to conflict with our partner. Assuming positive intent, because when we're triggered, in which most of us are in a conflict situation to some degree or another, right, we're going to be way more likely to seriously see things in a much more negative way, right, and totally take things the wrong way, seriously take, um, assume negative intent, 
Right. That's why I've talked about this before is like in conflict and when our nervous systems are really triggered in fight or flight mode, we actually start to experience the other person as the enemy, the bad other. Yeah. So this is one of the reasons why, I mean, obviously guiding ourselves back to a calmer place is huge, but also having the awareness that we are assuming negative intent because we're triggered and that we have the, we absolutely have the possibility the opportunity and the capacity to assume positive intent. And in conflict and in general in our relationships, assuming positive intent is really a step towards actually seeing more clearly, right? Instead of through those flossite negatively tinted glasses. Because the fact of the matter is most of the time, like 99.999% of the time, your partner is not negatively intentioned. Most of the time, your partner is positively intentioned for you, for the marriage, and for himself. Most of the time, his actions, his words are coming from a place of wanting things to be well for one or all of you and doing his best to make that so even if it's sometimes unskillfully. So choose to supervise your mind and interpret things more positively. As you get good at assuming positive intent, and you do it often, you consciously guide your mind to do this often, the result will be really simply more understanding, more acceptance, more respect, more compassion and love, and really a sense of him being on your team, which is only going to sway the culture in your marriage to one of more and more love, connection, and deep positivity. So enjoy playing with this and be oh so well. Oh, and hey, one more thing. If you find that you you try this and it's actually really uncomfortable for you, or if you feel like you kind of like there's this urgency or need to assume negative intent to kind of protect yourself from harm, or when you try assuming positive intent, it feels actually kind of unsafe and scary. Uh, And maybe that you find that, that something in you feels like you're better off looking through this fearful negative lens, right? That is your lizard primal survival brain on overdrive. And yes, it really might be helping you to survive, but at the cost of love, at the cost of trust and a sense of security in this marriage, right? At the cost, in other words, of thriving. And is your survival really a threat here? No. Most likely, if you're listening to this podcast, it's not. So if you're ready to break free of this part of you kind of overprotecting and keeping out the love you want, and that the love that's actually available to you, I invite you to come coach with me. When we work together, I teach you to really fully take charge of this equipment that you've been blessed with, your brain, your nervous system, so you aren't letting the primal, fearful, less evolved part of you lead your life, like be in charge of you and determine the love that you have access to in your life. I teach you to consciously be the leader of 
your mind, body, heart system so that you can not only feel deeply safe and confident in yourself, but also finally allow yourself to experience the real love that's available to you and that you were really born for. I have really limited spaces opening up this winter and spring to coach with me one-on-one, so reach out and set up your consult now by heading over to lifeisworthloving.com and clicking the work with me button or head right over to the link in the show notes that will get you right to the place where you can set up that call.